Welcome to the Fitbox Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Frankie. Glad you're here listening. On our podcast, we talk about two main things. First and foremost, we interview members of Fitbox so that way you can hear their stories about how they're repaying debt, how they're saving for retirement, buying homes, all this type of stuff really to give you motivation and some different ideas. That's the first thing we talk about. The second thing our podcast do is we take individual finance topics and go through them in more detail. So that way you can say, does this apply to me? And how does this apply to my plan? So if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com, build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome there as well. Today, we are going to be sharing a story with you about how somebody's making a really good financial decision, especially when it comes to buying a house and how they went about this decision. Now, the whole point of this podcast today and this video is to show you when you stop and think about things and you understand them, how you can make really good financial uh, decisions instead of making potentially bad ones that can destroy your finances or put you in a really bad situation, all right? Now, before we get into the background of this story, if you're listening on the podcast, be sure to subscribe so that way you're notified uh, when new episodes come out. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe at the notification bell. Again, you'll get notified when new episodes come out and new live chats come out and everything. And always share this with your friends. If you got questions, they got questions. If everybody's doing that, we're putting out content, you're subscribing, you're sharing it, it helps everybody, it's a win-win, so we definitely appreciate it. On to the story, um, I actually asked her to come on uh, live so I could interview her, and she was really, really embarrassed, um, and because the big reason is she's going to be quitting her job, and she doesn't want everybody to know, and so I, I didn't get a chance to bring her on, and I'm going to use a different name, let's call her CJ, okay? Um, throughout this story, CJ, um, when I first met her, she was not married. Uh, she was living in Southern California. She went to a very prestigious school. She's now in healthcare. Uh, however, when she graduated from that prestigious school, she also had, um, about $190,000 in student loan debt. Okay. Now fast forward a few years after that, she did get married, but she was now working up in NorCal. Um, Boy, her husband is now in the same type of field that she's in, line of healthcare, all that type of stuff. Uh, she's paid off pretty much all of her student loans at this point. She's, I think she's got like $20,000 left. So after seven years, she's been killing it. She took that NorCal salary that she got, uh, lived cheap. Plus she did some work on the side in her side hobby that she loved doing, um, which again, I can't say too much because I know that some of her coworkers listen to this. Let's just say she's done a fantastic job of paying off that debt, but now the attention has shifted. That attention was to buying a house, okay? And so this is where their dilemma came in. This is where people run into major problems and either A, they make a really bad choice or B, they get stuck and do nothing, which is also potentially a bad choice, okay? All right, so let's jump into it. The dilemma that they were facing is that they wanted to buy a house, okay? However, they wanted to move back to Southern California in five years because that's where their family is at. And so they want to have kids and family and everything in that area. So they wanted to leave NorCal to go to SoCal. Okay. So that's a big dilemma. And the reason being is because it's like, okay, well, 
housing prices, if everything goes as as, no, as they have been over the last few years, minus some of the decreases last year, but over a five-year span, people think that, yeah, housing will continue to go up over the next five years. That's a very real possibility. Or maybe it doesn't go up, but interest rates on, on mortgages go up even further than where they're at now, which some are predicting that's going to happen too. It's like, oh shit, right? Now it's not affordable because the house, like the, the interest rates, okay? Now the flip side of that, that's if they waited five years to go and buy this house in Southern California. Now on the flip side of that, what they came to me and what their game plan was is where most people get wrong with a few things. They said, well, we're wasting all this money in rent in NorCal. So we're going to buy a house up here or a condo up here. And I said, okay, that sounds like a good idea. Why, why are you thinking about doing that? And they said, well, we don't want to piss away our money, basically is what they said. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that either, right? And the reason why that's such a big deal is because a few things. They were planning on moving. So either A, they're going to have to sell the house in NorCal or they got to rent it. Now, this is where most people don't think. They, they just assumed, well, once we move, we can rent it and collect that income and then use that to help pay for the place in Southern California. There's two major conditions that affect them in that situation. One, the salaries for their types of jobs in SoCal are actually lower than in NorCal. So even though NorCal, the housing was a lot more expensive, based on their incomes, it was actually more affordable than what they're gonna be able to, to do in Southern California. So that's number one. Number two, okay, is that they assumed, like a lot of people make this mistake, this is key, by the way, if we wanted to do rental properties, they assumed that they can rent the place in NorCal for like $3,000 a month and then turn around and use that money to pay off the mortgage in Southern California. Problem with that is when you go to qualify for that house in Southern California, the mortgage lender doesn't look at all that income. They look at approximately 70% of it. Okay, so like if you're collecting $1,000 a month in rent, you, you can put down $1,000 in income from a rental property on your rental out, on your mortgage application, but they will only take $700. So in, in their case, they thought they could get $3,000 a month in rent once they rented it, but that's not what the lender would use to underwrite the loan. They would use $2,100. And now here's the caveat. They use 100% of the mortgage costs and the property tax costs and the HOA costs. So when they were to go to try to buy this house in SoCal, if they were still renting their house up in Northern California to some renters, they were going to be upside down according to the lender and not generating that income. And their income was going to be dropping going to SoCal from NorCal. They didn't think about that. And a lot of times people don't think about that. So in that case, they would have been stuck with selling the place. Well, what happens if the, the housing market does continue to go down over the next five years or it goes down and it stays flat and it doesn't go up? Now they're upside down. They want to move. They can't. They can't buy a house in SoCal. Okay. So that's the, the situation and that's the dilemma that they were in. And, and I see this dilemma. You know, I'm showing you an example of one person moving from one area to a completely different area. I see this dilemma all the time with new grads necessarily just maybe living in the same city. They're like, well, I'm going to buy a place and I'm going to rent it. 
like, and I'm going to buy another place. It's like, you got to come up with a, a really good funding strategy to doing this. You can't just, you know, think that it's just going to be that easy. You got to do your homework on this. Okay. So CJ, <laughs> sorry, I almost said her real name there. Um, she called me up and, you know, again, I, I know her very well, not just because she's a Fitbucks member, but having been in Northern California, I've actually met her face to face multiple times at multiple events. Um, you know, she had actually a, a former colleague of my wife's at the hospital that he used to work with. So I know her pretty well. So she calls me and she's like, this is what our game plan was. And that's what she laid out was we're going to buy this place, move in five years and then rent. Okay. Like rent the place here and buy the place there. And I went through all these bad things that could potentially happen. And she was like, oh, well, what do we do? And I said, well, let's put together this financial plan. And I started showing her this idea using our financial planning technology. Okay. And I said, look, instead of doing that, why don't you think about doing this? Why don't you buy the place in SoCal now while your income is higher in Northern California? She's like, yeah, we would be able to afford that. I didn't think about that. But she's like, then what? She's like, but we, we now we got a mortgage and rent up in NorCal. Like we're not that, like we could maybe afford it, but that's pretty tough. I said, you're right. But you can rent the property in Southern California for the next four to five years while you're living in NorCal. And she was like, oh. That makes sense. I said, yeah. So then when you go to move, you have your house ready to go. You might just have to clean it up after the renters are gone. But if the housing prices go up, you get that housing appreciation. If the mortgage rates go up, it doesn't matter. You've locked in your interest rate at a lower rate. You're good to go. If mortgage rates go down after you move, just refinance into a lower mortgage rate at that time. You put yourself in a good situation. She's like, that's a really good idea. But but, 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 remember, there's some things you got to understand, right? There's not, it's not of that cut and dry, right, when it comes to money. If they were by the house in SoCal right now, okay, they had to use an investor loan. So, like, right now, current interest rates are right around 6%. For investor loans, they're between 9 and 12%, okay? But here's the big reason why I mentioned this strategy to them. They can claim it as their primary. Why can they claim it as their primary? Okay. Her spouse, even though he's in healthcare, does telehealth. So he can work wherever he wants to. So from a lender standpoint, they can say that they are going to move to Southern California and that he's going to be working there first and then she's moving there after. And they can claim it as their primary. Okay, and that drops the interest rates by three or four percent. But here's a, uh, a little catch for you because you might be thinking, well, if that's the case, he's got to actually live there. Okay, there's actually a, a clause in the, the mortgage lending industry where you only ha would have to live there for a year. Okay, so technically they would have to eat it for a year, but then they would be able to rent it. Okay, if they wanted to do everything above the book normal. Okay, however. However, 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 you don't necessarily have to do that, okay? Now, I'm not saying to do this because it can constitute, quote unquote, lying on a mortgage application or whatever it is, right? 
but I know plenty of people that have done this. And that means that is the mortgage company doesn't know what your intentions are. So you can say, look, we're planning on moving down there. We want to buy this house and you can buy it. And then a few months later, you can say, well, you changed your mind. You're actually staying in NorCal and you just decided to rent it. I've never seen a lender come back and say, well, you didn't do this. As long as they're getting paid, they don't care. Okay. And I've seen people do this on purpose. I've seen people do this just out of accident that it happened. And I'll give you an example with myself. That was an accident that it happened with. Okay. Meaning this, I saw the real estate market in Texas skyrocketing and I thought that it was going to go up even higher. Okay, so what I did was I did a cash out refinance in my place in San Jose, California and paid cash for a house in Texas. So San Jose was my primary and I was living there. So when we told the lender, like this was a primary loan, we got a primary interest rate, okay, instead of investor interest rate. And we started renting the house in Texas for two or three months. And after two or three months, like, cause my wife really liked it and everything, we said, well, Screw it, let's flip flop. We're gonna rent the house in San Jose and we're gonna move to Texas. And that's what we did, okay? Now with her, with CJ, it's the same type of thing. And this is what I told her. You have every intentions of moving to Southern California. Start looking for houses now and say it's gonna be your primary and go into it with the intention of you are going to move because you might find a house that you really, really, really like. And then you might turn around and say, yeah, I really, I want to move down here now, not in five years. So that's what you tell the mortgage lender. And so you buy the house and then turn around. And if you still want to stay in NorCal, go to Nor, go back to NorCal. If you don't, then just start renting it. Okay. And that's exactly what she did. Um, she decided to, to buy the house. They got qualified as it being a primary, uh, how, like primary residence. And she was going to, and they love the house. So they're just like, yeah, like we are going to actually move into it. But they didn't actually move into it because they had, she decided to stay up in NorCal because there was like another six to 12 month uh, commitment that she had made that she could back out of. But the more she thought about it, the more she was just like, I, I can't back out of this. Like, I, I need to honor what I told this person. I'm going to do it. So ultimately, they decided to stay in NorCal, but they got the house in SoCal and now they're renting it and everything's good to go. Um, interest rates have gone up like 2% since they bought that. So good move there. Real estate maybe went down like 5%, 10% where they bought this house, but no big deal. Um, they're, they love it. It's literally costing them nothing right now because the, the mortgage that they have is basically almost being covered by the renters. So now they literally have an asset waiting for them that's really not costing them anything, okay? So just to recap that episode, I, you don't need to understand the mechanics of everything that, that I went through, okay? What I want you to be familiar with and what I want you to, to take away from this is make sure you have an understanding of some of these things, of how some of these things work and make sure you put together a plan. Okay. Now, if you're saying, well, how do I do that? 
Again, I, I'm biased, obviously. That's why Fitbooks is here is, you know, sign up, become a premium member. You know, you get these answers for $18.99 a month. Like that's, you know, that's again, why we set it up. So that way young professionals can be getting this type of help and it doesn't bankrupt you guys and you can get that help. Okay. But that is something that, that we look at is, is there alternative ways of doing this? And, and what do you need to understand? And then how do you go out build, building that plan? And then how do you go about implementing that plan to make sure you actually do it? Okay. Well, that's the big takeaway. Get that understanding. Make sure you build that plan so you can figure out what's going on, but you can understand all the ups and downs, all the risks, how to mitigate the risks. That's how you build your plan and get after it. So, like I said, thank you for watching the episode today. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you might have seen me looking that way off the screen. I apologize because I have three screens open right now, and sometimes I forget which one the camera's on. Uh, so I apologize for that. Um, but as always, subscribe if you like the content, and we'll be seeing you on the next episode. See you later.